Ethan, Ethan came to me this morning and um, he, uh, he showed me a suit. What a nice suit he's got on. Amen. And he said, look at this. He showed it to me. He said, I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> well, hallelujah. At least, he's not, at least he's not trying to be like his uncle. <laughs> Amen. Pick on Andy a lot, but he can take it. Amen. God's good, isn't he? Amen. I want you to turn your attention to one verse of Scripture. Scripture we very rarely ever read. A book we very rarely ever read. A book we very ever rarely ever preach from. And that is the book of Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 5. If you don't know where that is, you can find Psalms. If you have a real Bible, amen, you can find Psalms or you can find Jeremiah and turn back from Jeremiah or forward from Psalms and you'll find the small book of Lamentations. Amen. Praise God. Lamentations chapter 5, verse number 21. Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. I want to preach to us from this subject this morning. Refresh these bones. Amen. Refresh these bones. You can be seated. I'm going to talk about four words or concepts today. I realize the time. It is 1132. I realize we've done a lot today, but I will uh, try to preach as quickly as possible. But I do want to preach this message today. I want to talk about four words or four concepts today. The first word is renew. The meaning of the word renew means to resume an activity after an interruption. I want to talk about restore. The word restore, sometimes in scriptures it's used interchangeably with renew, but it means to bring back, to bring back to an original state. I want to talk about the word refresh. The word refresh means Give new strength or energy to. And the word revive or revival means restoration to use. It means an awakening in a church or in a community. Amen. The word re, as we see in each of these, is a prefix. It is used for each of these words. It originally, it occurred originally in what they call loan words from Latin. Loan words were words that could not be translated properly from the Latin language to other languages. And uh, it's 
used with the meaning again or again and again, re, over and over again. It's also, uh, it, it indicates repetition or it's used with the meaning back or backward to indicate a withdrawal or a backward motion. So we could say regenerate, refurbish, retype, retrace. It's forward. It's over and over and over again. Or revert is the backward phrase of it. Go backwards to the opposite direction. So each of these words has this prefix re, which indicates something that once was there was somehow lost from its original and needs to be brought back again. Amen. So in our text this morning, in the book of Lamentations, the book of Lamentations is a sequel to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah covered the dark days in the kingdom of Judah from about the 13th year of Joash, which was the last good king until some years beyond the captivity. The, the main themes of the book of Jeremiah uh, were backsliding, bondage, and restoration. Lamentations could have been written as if it were for a national funeral. In the book of Lamentations, it portrayed the capture and the destruction of Jerusalem. Chapter 1 of Lamentations talks about, uh, dealt with the ruin of Jerusalem and the misery of the exiles because of their sin. Now, let me just stop here and say that sin in our lives or living away from God will bring us nothing but misery. Lamentations chapter 1 describes that. Chapter 2 describes Jehovah as the defender of Israel, but he had given up his people to their awful sin. It didn't say he gave up on his people. It doesn't describe giving up on his people. It lets us to know that he gave up his people to their sin. Again, let me just stop and tell you that if God is calling to you and reaching to you to either come back to him and live a life of righteousness and a life that we know we should be living or to quit living in the sin that you are in, we had better respond because there is a terrible fate awaiting for those that refuse him. And that's misery. Misery. Chapter 3 records three things about Jeremiah. It talks to us about his grief over the afflictions of his people. It talks about his trust in God. And it talks to us about his own persecutions that he went through being a prophet of the Lord. Chapter 4 describes the former glory of Israel. How they used to be when they were in favor with God. When God's blessing was upon their life. And then it, it, it compares it, amen, to the present 
miserable condition that they're in. Do you get the flavor of some of this book? Misery is many parts of many of the chapters for when you're away from God, it's a miserable condition. Amen. And then chapter 5 is a prayer for mercy. He started praying and talking to the Lord. And he started by uh, uh, saying things along this line, and I'm going to just go through it. I, 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 I debated on whether taking the time away from what I want to preach to us about. Amen. But I decided that I was going to go through just so we could see exactly where those people were. He started talking to the Lord and he, he, he asked the Lord, amen, remember what has happened to us. And he prayed and he said, see how we have been disgraced. Again, their condition was because they walked away from the Lord. Their condition was because they left living the way they should be living. Uh, amen. Loving the Lord they, the way they should be loving him. Amen. And uh, 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 Jeremiah was uh, uh, um, pointing to these facts. And he, as he began to, to, to talk to the Lord about what happened to them and, and how they had been disgraced and the condition that they were in, he started defining some of the things that was going on because they were away from the Lord. What caused their great misery that he talked about before. He started saying that our inheritance has been turned over to strangers. Our homes to foreigners. We are orphaned and fatherless. Our mothers are widowed. We have to pay for water to drink and even firewood is expensive. Those who pursue us are at our heels. These are all the scriptures we could be reading. Amen. Uh, we are exhausted but are given no rest. We submitted to Egypt and Assyria to get food to survive. Our ancestors sinned, but they have died, and we are suffering the punishment they deserved. Slaves have now become our masters. There is no one left to rescue us. We hunt for food at the risk of our lives. This is the condition that these people were in. Violence rules the countryside. The famine has blackened our skin as though baked in an oven. Our enemies raped the women in Jerusalem and the young girls in all the towns of Judah. Our princes or rulers are hanged by their thumbs. Our elders are treated with contempt. Young men are led, led away to work at millstones and boys stagger under the heavy loads of wood. The elders no longer sit in the city gates. The young men no longer dance and sing. Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The garlands or our glory or your glory have fallen from our head. And they cried out, weep for us because we have sinned. Destitution, you get the feeling of what they were going through. He said, our hearts are sick and weary. Our eyes grow dim with tears. Jerusalem is empty and desolate, a place haunted 
by jackals. What a condition they found themselves in because they, they allowed sin. They allowed things that shouldn't be there into their lives. And it brought them this great place and this great feeling of misery. They were miserable. My mom's, one of my mom's favorite sayings, she'll, will do something to her or something will happen. She'll turn, she'll say, you miserable kid. They were miserable. You know what it is to be miserable. You know what it is to be around somebody that's miserable. Husbands and wives know, amen, when their spouse gets miserable, they don't want to be there. They want to be somewhere else. Misery is not a great thing, but these people found themselves in misery. But for one verse in this fifth chapter, he shifts his writing. For one verse, the people remember the Lord. And he said, but Lord, you remain the same forever. In spite of where we are, in spite of how we're living, in spite of how we're treating you, in spite of the things that's going on in our lives, amen, Jeremiah stopped uh, and made us such a valid point, amen, in spite of it all, in spite of how we treat you, Lord, you remain the same forever. He never changes. Uh, his focus is always on us. Uh, his intent is always towards us. Uh, he is always reaching for our hearts and our souls. No matter what the condition of our lives are, Jesus still wants to let us to know how much he loves us, uh, how much he cares for us, uh, how much he's concerned about us, uh, and how much he wants to get us back to the place where we need to be in our lives. Jeremiah said it so emphatically, Lord, you remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. And then they questioned the Lord. And they asked God, why do you continue to forget us? Why have you abandoned us for so long? I want to let you know that God never, ever forgets where you are. You look at different instances and you see, look at the, look at the story in the New Testament when they were out in the ship and the storm hit them. All of a sudden, Jesus was asleep in the boat and they did everything they could until they came to the Lord and they asked him, carest now not that we perish? Oh my, amen, it must have, it must have struck the heart of the Lord because he cares so very much for our lives. It's undescribable. I can't tell you, uh, amen, what he, how much he cares for us, only to say, take a look at what he did for us uh, and how he suffered when he came to this earth. Uh, amen, what he went through uh, before he went to the cross uh, and then how he gave his life on the cross. Uh, it should let us to know how very, very much God really loves our lives. He will never forget us. But they ask that question, why do you continue to forget us? But now look at how, look at how the flavor of this chapter changes. 
There were some words spoken and they were just, they were not just surface, amen, changes that were about to take place. They were not just mere words or hollow words that they were about to say. It was not just window dressing that they were about to give out, but it was a sincere, uh, amen, request uh, deep down from the recesses of their heart. Uh, when we get to this 21st verse, uh, after going and reading everything they've gone through and reading all uh, the miserableness that they were living in and how it was to be away from God. Uh, amen. They came with such a destitution uh, with a desire from the depths of their heart uh, and they said these words, turn us turn us turn us unto thee O Lord and we shall be turned can I tell you this morning sometimes we need the help of the Lord we can't do it amen on our own sometimes we've got to request amen God we're turning our situation over to you and however you choose to work it God but one thing I want amen I want to get back to where I'm in your favor again. Uh, I want to get back to where your blessings are upon my life. Uh, it might not be an easy road ahead, uh, but God, uh, turn me. Uh, amen. What they really were saying uh, was restore us, Lord. Uh, bring us back to our original condition. Uh, amen. Bring us to where we once were in you. Uh, bring us to where we enjoyed the blessings uh, of your uh, hand upon our life. Uh, bring us back to you again, Lord. They said, give us back the joys we once had. Adam Clark in his commentary on this verse wrote these uh, words about it and interpreted it this way. He said, restore us. Restore us to our former state. Let us regain our country, our temple, uh, and all the divine offices of our re religion. Uh, God, we want to get back to where we were. Uh, we want to get back to where we worshiped you. Uh, we want to get back to where we offered sacrifice, uh, and it was a sweet-smelling savor unto your name. Uh, we want to get back to what we were as a people. Uh, amen. Where they looked at us and they said, those are the people of God. Uh, the hand of the Lord is with them. The blessing of the Lord is upon them. Everywhere they went, people knew that they were God's people and they enjoyed the blessings of God and they said, restore us. Let us regain our country. But listen, that wasn't the end of it. But more especially, Adam Clark's commentary, amen, translated. Uh, but more especially, we want the former state. We want our country back. We want our temple back. Uh, we want to be able to worship you again. Uh, we want our priests and our elders back. But more especially, amen, God, turn us uh, so that we can get your favor back upon our lives. Uh, for with Without the favor of God, uh, we will not amount to much in this life today. Listen, if there ever was a time that we need the favor of God, today is the day. In a society that is wrought with sin and corruption. Uh, 
people turning away from God and people turning on God. Governments trying to do away with religion and truth. Amen. The promise and establishment of false doctrine in our day. False religion in our day. And false gods. I want to say emphatically this morning to this generation. Not only to this church but to this nation. We need the favor of God back in our lives again. Our country needs to turn back to God. They need to find repentance in him again. They need the favor of God upon us like it once was. If we have, and I'm not insinuating or saying, but if we have lost our identity as the people of God, we need to get it back. Yesterday, Sister Joni led us in our gap prayer. We were instructed to pray. We were instructed to pray for a specific thing that we remain an apostolic church in these last days. We were given the scriptures of John chapter 1, amen, the latter part of it in verse number 50, where it says, Believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these uh, regarding the last days. Uh, we were given the scripture in Acts chapter 2, the first part of it, where it says, And it shall come to pass uh, in the last days, saith God, uh, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Uh, amen. What we were not given was what was going to happen. Uh, our sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Uh, our old men are going to dream dreams and see vision and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We were given the scripture to pray in Hosea chapter 14 that says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. And we were instructed to pray that the church be apostolic in this day. Not just the church in general, not just the corporate body around the nation and the world, but we were instructed to pray that Calvary United Pentecostal Church in Wallingford, Connecticut, amen, be and remain an apostolic church. Can I tell you today that we need to be an apostolic church? We need to be apostolic. So what, what does it mean to be an apostolic church? Let me give you a few examples this morning. Uh, amen. To be an apostolic church, uh, we must be a church uh, of the name. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one Lord. We believe in the Bible when it tells us that there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. We are a people. We are a church 
of the name. Amen. It's a powerful name. It's a great name. It's a name that every knee is going to bow down to and every name is going to confess. There's not a higher name. Amen. On earth today, there never has been nor never shall be a greater name than the name of Jesus. Lance, uh, amen, Lance, uh, what's his name? Uh, no, the Christian. From New York. Forget it, I, I can't remember. Amen, starts with an A. Amen, but he, he wrote these words, I'm a one God. Tongue talking. Holy roller. I'm a one God apostolic, tongue talking, holy roller, born again, amen, heaven bound believer in the liberated power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. Hey, they don't want to hear about the blood anymore. They want to take out the name of Jesus. They want to take out the power of the blood. Amen. But, amen, we're a people of that. We're founded in and built uh, on the apostles and prophets uh, with Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Uh, amen. And so I've been washed in the blood, uh, sanctified by the Spirit. Uh, I believe in holiness, uh, and I suggest you do the same. Uh, I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Uh, would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed uh, to be a one God, uh, apostolic, uh, tongue-talking, uh, holy roller, uh, born again, uh, heaven-bound believer in the liberated power of Jesus' name. We need to be apostolic today. We're apostolic in his name, for neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I am not ashamed of that name, for it is the power of God unto salvation the scripture instructs us whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. To be apostolic, amen, means, uh, amen, to be a church of that name. To be apostolic uh, means that we're a church uh, full of praise and worship. I'm sorry that it's gotten out of hand to a degree. I'm sorry that people have made it uh, somewhat what it should not be. But it does not negate the fact, uh, amen, that we are known. Amen, people know us as apostolic by the way we worship, by the way we praise his name. Hey, he's done so much for me that I cannot tell it all. And when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Praise God for saving me. If they can go crazy at ball games, amen, if they can go nuts at concerts, amen, if they can scream and holler uh, at different events, uh, then why do they criticize us? Uh, and why do they not think that we cannot raise our hands and lift our voices uh, and praise and adoration uh, to the one that's really done something? Uh, he saved my soul. Uh, he's forgiven my sins. Uh, he's washed me clean. Uh, and he's given me a hope in my life. 
To be apostolic means to be a church full of the power of God. The power to heal. The power to deliver. The power to set free. It was already mentioned this morning. Last week we had an awesome service. God really moved in a great way. And I'm so thankful for it. But I believe that God once again was trying to show us things around here. Amen. How things could be around here. Amen. And how he could pour his spirit out. But I think some of us missed it. I felt there was more that God wanted to do. I had things written in my sermon that I was going to highlight. Amen. And I did that God was wanting to do. I thought maybe it was just all myself and I didn't say nothing to nobody. But during the week, last week, my wife came to me. She said, I don't know if I did right or wrong. But she said, I feel so strongly that if a certain person would have got up out of their seat and came to the front and be prayed for uh, that God would have miraculously healed them Uh, we would have seen a tremendous miracle Uh, God is trying to show us uh, amen what he's trying to do in these last days Uh, it's not hype that we're trying to build up uh, but it is the power uh, it is the power uh, it is the power uh, and the presence of God uh, that needs to be among us uh, and we need this power because we are apostolic today listen we do not call for prayer just for a show we do not call for you to come and be prayed for just because there's nothing else to do amen but it's part of being apostolic God is able to do great and mighty things when this when we obey the scripture and it tells us that we should call for the elders of the church and let them anoint us with oil and let a prayer of faith be prayed amen the Lord amen can heal the sick and if they've got any sin in their life uh, amen the Lord is able to remove that sin uh, amen and to change their life it's not just a function uh, it's something we do because we're apostolic Jesus came out of the wilderness full of the power of the spirit and he picked up the book and he read these words the spirit of the Lord is upon me we've got to have his spirit church we've got to have that same spirit amen that rested upon him in that day God said to us amen he was going to fill us with his spirit and he said greater things than these shall you do amen you do praise the Lord he picked it up and he said he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath said me to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to preach deliverance to the captives uh, and recovering of sight to blind, uh, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We need to be a church. Uh, amen. Full of the power of God. Uh, amen. Full of these things happening among us. We need to be a church as we were asked to pray yesterday, a church of anointing. We need to be a church of giving. Why? Souls are dying 
and going to Christless graves. People are wandering aimlessly without God. People are searching for him. While I fear we are not doing all that we can do to reach them. We need revival. We need a restoration to use as the definition is. We need an awakening in the church. We need an awakening in the community. We need an awakening in, 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 of interest in and care for matters relating to personal religion. We need revival in our day. So, I read David's prayer. After he had sinned, that terrible sin with Bathsheba. And he came to a place where he needed to repent. He cried out many things. But towards the end of his prayer, he cried out, create in me. A clean heart and renew, renew. What is the word renew? It is to resume. It is to resume. Amen. Where we were after an interruption. Amen. The work of God in his life had stopped. The anointing and power of God in his life had restopped. And David said, I can't stay here, but renew. Give me that place where I was. Bring me back again. Let the interruption be over. Amen. Renew a right spirit within me. And then he said, restore. Restore means to bring me back to an original state. He, he said, restore. Take me back to where it was when I first found you, Lord. God wrote to the church in Revelation, I have one thing against you, that you have lost your first love. Amen. We need to be restored. We need to be restored back to that original condition. Amen. Of what we were when God first saved us. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. It's not all about me though. It's not just about what I need. Amen. But the Bible does say take heed unto yourself and the doctrine. Amen. And what's going to happen. The same thing that David prayed for. When you restore me God. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. It's about reaching the lost. It's about making myself right with him and then going out and finding somebody that I can tell about Jesus. Renew. Restore. Revive. And then in Ezekiel 37... Just by calling out the scriptures, the book and the chapter doesn't mean a whole lot to us. But when we begin to talk about it, most of us will recognize what this chapter is about. It's called the vision 
of dry bones. Let's look at it. Verse number one says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. If there ever was a day when we needed to seek for, amen, and cry out, amen, and desire to have the hand of the Lord upon us, today is the day. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. At some point, we have got to let the Lord cause us to see the condition of the lost. They're not just other individuals. They're not just a number. But we've got to see their condition. Jesus took this man out. Set him in the middle of the valley that was full of bones. And he began to reveal to him the condition that they were in. Amen. They were dry bones. In the next verse he said that. And he caused me to Pass them round about. I didn't just look at it from what angle, but God caused me to look at it from all different sides. Amen. He caused me to look here and there to see their condition. And when he showed me what their condition was, he said, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. No matter what people try to tell us. Uh, No matter how they try to tell us they're okay without God. Uh, No matter how many parties they go to. uh, No matter how many things in the world they get involved in. uh, When you look at it through the eyes of the Lord uh, you will see like he sees they are very dry. And he said unto me son of man Can these bones live? I'm not interjecting this morning. I'm not taking away. But the same question could be put to us in this generation. Amen. As we view the lost in society, as we view how they're without God, dead, amen, dead in their, dead in their trespasses and sins. Yes, this was a valley full of regular bones, amen, but we can see society, they're dead, just like the bones were dead, amen, people are dead in their trespasses and sins, and they need Christ in their life, Amen. And without him, uh, amen, they're, uh, they're, they, they don't have any hope at all. And Jesus is trying to get to us the same thought, the same question. Can these bones, can these people live again? Just like human nature is. Instead of taking any kind of responsibility or faith. He turned to the Lord and said, Lord God, you know. And so the Lord spoke to Ezekiel and he said unto him, prophesy upon these bones. 
and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Amen, unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. I understand when people come to the Lord in this day, that they're not just a bag of bones, amen, just being bones, but what God can do for their lives is phenomenal. He'll change them from their deadness. He'll put life in their souls. He'll bring things upon them such as his spirit, his holiness, his direction, his guidance. Amen. And he'll put himself into their lives and they will live. And so Ezekiel, in this verse 7, it says, So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone can I pause here and remind you that the Bible says that in the last days everything that can be shaken will be shaken we're seeing it today in our economy. Amen. There's no surety in it at all. It's being shaken in our finances. Amen. You know that it's not what it was. It's being shaken in governments. Just look at what's happening in our government. The confusion. Amen. The, the, the ununitedness. Praise God. The division. Praise God. It's being shaken. Jobs are not safe like they were. And also, amen, certainly families are being shaken in this day. Unnatural marriages. Not defined by one man and one woman. I even heard the other day a man, not just wanted to, but a man married his dog the other day. You don't tell me we're not living in a time where everything that can be shaken uh, is going to be shaken. Uh, and we need to understand what's going on around us. Uh, amen. God's wrapping things up. Uh, God's uh, doing a great work. Uh, amen. Letting us to know not only that he's coming, uh, but letting us to know that in this last day, uh, I'm going to pour out my spirit uh, upon all flesh. Men calling themselves women. Changing themselves into women. Let me tell you something. You can change your, your outward appearance may change. You can change your name from James to Jennifer. You can change how you dress 
You can try to change your body parts. But one thing will not change. And that's your chromosomes. Why are you saying that? If you were made by God to be a man, you are a man. I don't care what society says. I don't care how they try to change it. I don't care what looks you might have. What you were made, you are. We're made in the image of God and society cannot change it. Hey, 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 there needs to be somebody that'll stand up and say what the truth is. The very core foundations in this world are being shaken. And yes, we in the church also need to be shaken. We need to be stirred to our very core. Amen. For God has a work for us to do. Amen. There's souls that need to be saved. People need to be reached. Amen. The lost need to be won. Is there an Ezekiel in our day uh, that will hear the voice of the Lord? Uh, I know we don't like to use that word prophesy. Uh, I know we cringe. Uh, and when people say it, we say, who do they say they are uh, to stand up there and say that they're prophesying? Uh, but is there somebody, uh, is there somebody uh, that'll take a stand in this day uh, and will speak uh, the word of the Lord uh, to the lost of this world? Jesus loves you. And then stand back and watch bone come to bone. Watch the hand of the Lord begin to reach out to the lost and to begin to draw their souls to an altar of repentance. And when I beheld, lo, sinews came upon the flesh. Excuse me. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Hey, is there a church in this generation, in this century, that'll stand up and proclaim the truth of the word? Amen. To the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. Hey, I want to introduce you to a God that can save your life and stand back and watch the power and anointing of God. Amen. Change somebody to a lost soul, to somebody that's Filled with his spirit. Amen. 
And he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. And we are cut off for our parts. Isn't that what the world is like today? They're hopeless. Without Christ, they're hopeless. They're lost. Without Christ, they're lost. Amen. Without Christ, they're cut off from what God originally intended us to be. And that was his children. Amen. Free of sin of this world. Amen. Buried in his name. Filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They've got to get off to a place where they're not saying, Amen. We're, 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 we're just lost. Amen. There's nothing to us. Our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We're cut off. There's no hope for us. And he said to him one more time, prophesy. And say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, you don't need to stay in this condition. The lost don't need to remain lost the way they are. They don't need to be blinded by the God of this world that tells them there's no hope and they're cut off. Amen. But they can have their eyes opened. Amen. Prophesy unto them. I'll open your graves and I'll cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live. I'm going to place you in your own land. And ye shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it. Too many times prophets of old had to pray to God this prayer when God commanded them to do something when God commanded them to speak unto the people they had to pray to God amen God let the people know that you are the Lord and also let them know that I'm your guy hey we got to get out of that in this generation we're too close to the coming of the Lord when God speaks through a man when God speaks through his word we need to respond to it you shall know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it saith the Lord and so I'm preaching to you today to Calvary United Pentecostal Church 
we need. We need. We desperately need a renewing, a resuming of spiritual activity after an interruption. We absolutely need a restoring for the Lord to bring us back to our original state to get back to faithfulness to get back to biblical worship to get back to reaching the lost to get back to having a passion amen for souls to get back to the power that the early church had we need a restoring today We need a refreshing. God refresh these bones to give new strength. Maybe we're not ever gone where we should be, but God, give us a refreshing. Give us new strength. Give us new energy. Amen. Give it to us today to do your work like we've never done before. We need, absolutely need revival, a restoration to use and awakening I'm not proclaiming to be any type of anybody but brother Dibble this morning I'm not coming to you saying thus saith the Lord except to tell you uh, that this is what the Lord has put down in my spirit. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm prophesying this morning. Uh, I'm just telling you uh, that I'm preaching to you today. Uh, Can we see revival? Can we see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost? Can we see miracles, signs, and wonders in this day? Can we see blind open, blind eyes open? Can we see deaf ears unstopped? Can we see the dumb talk again? Can we see limbs healed? Can we see cancers totally gone? Can we see high blood pressure removed? Can we see kidneys healed? Can we see marriages brought back together again? Can we see people, uh, amen, baptized in the Spirit, uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, speaking in other tongues uh, as God gives the utterance? Can we see faith unleashed among us to biblical proportions again? Can we see the backslider come back to the Lord? Yea, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Look on the fields. 
for they are white, all ready to harvest. God, 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 refresh these bones today. Well, Lord, set me on fire, make me a flame for thee. Millions are lost, though you pay the cost that they all might be free. Lord, I am yearning, set me a burning, let me shine out. For Jesus' name, this my desire, set me on fire, make me a flame, oh Lord. It'd be a great day to get the Holy Ghost today, He's here to fill you. It'd be a great day to renew, to restore your life with Him today. It'd be a great day for your marriage to be put back together again. For God to do a great work in your life. God, refresh these bones today. Refresh these bones today, Jesus. This my desire. Set me on fire. Make me a flame, oh Lord. Set me on fire, make me a flame for thee. Millions are lost, though you pay the cost that they all might. Fresh my bones today. Restore your favor among us, Jesus.
Baptize us with your spirit, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you. That the Almighty be free. Lord, I am yearning. Set me burning. Let me shine out. For Jesus' name, it's my desire. Set me on fire. Make me a Let me shine out for Jesus' name. This my desire. Set me on fire. Make me a flame. Well, Lord, set me on fire. Make me a flame for Thee. Though you pay the cost. Set me up, Bernie. Let me shine out. For Jesus' name, this my desire. Set me on fire. Make me a flame. Oh, Lord, set me on fire. Make me a flame for Thee. Millions are lost, though you pay the cost, that they all might be free. Lord, I am yearning. Set me a burning. Let me shine out. For Jesus' name, this my desire. Set me on fire. Make me a flame. God, you're so good to us, so kind, so merciful, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To quote the prayer of Jeremiah and the people again. Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old God refresh these bones Lord bless you today thank you for being in the house of the Lord I pray that the 
word of the Lord would go with us and we would allow it to move and act in our lives. Amen. Don't forget prayer tomorrow. Amen. Be here for that. And then Wednesday, home fellowship. Turn around your neighbor. Greet them in the name of the Lord. Shake their hands. Give them a hug if it's appropriate. Amen. You're dismissed this morning in Jesus' name.